Hello and welcome to the Hana Cloud Platform podcast. Today is November 6th. This is episode 16 and my name is Moya Watson. And I'm Mike Foyn. We're coming to you from product management in Palo Alto, California. Today we're going to talk about just a wrap on Las Vegas. You were there, weren't you, Mike? Yeah, it was a great event. Um, you heard us broadcast live the uh, Back to the Future edition, so you'll uh, <laughs> hear a little bit more about what happened after the um, podcast. Did you see a hoverboard? I just want to make sure. There were a lot of people hovering. I don't necessarily uh, think they were on hoverboards. <laughs> okay, so that's a Tech Ed Las Vegas wrap we're going to kick off with today. And then, uh, Mike, you have another thing for us, right? That's right. I had a really nice interview with um, one of the uh, other products that we now offer on HANA Cloud Platform, that being the ASC, or better known as the Adaptive Server Enterprise um, database offering from SAP. Okay, so that'll be good to hear more about that. And finally, we will close with a peek at, yes, there are more events and another Tech Ed coming up just around the corner. So without further ado, Mike, you were there in Las Vegas. What's your what's your takeaway, your key takeaway? Well, as always, Tech Ed is a fun event. I mean, there's a lot of things going going on, a lot of people, um, a lot of customers, a lot of opportunities to learn and uh and help people learn, in fact. Um, I wish you were there. Yeah, I mean, you guys were, were having fun there enough. I mean, it sounds like, so the last episode, you got to sit with uh, Matias and Ruri and also Andreas Vesselman, right? That's right. What a great bunch of guys they are. I mean, it was really nice to be able to do that episode live with them. Um, what you all didn't see was just how much fun we actually had doing that um, for you. Um, and, you know, we kind of already talked pretty much about the omnipresence of HCP all around TechEd, right? I mean, it was in every one of the keynotes. Um, I think the only thing that um, I would touch on is just a couple of things that we kind of missed um, in all the excitement there. And uh, going, I guess, just a quick review. Um, on Monday, we actually had a um, an ASUC pre-conference where we were able to talk about uh, the Internet of Things um, in a smaller audience, but um, very engaged audience about uh, what you're able to do with the IoT services and what IoT actually means for various industries, including an example from uh, the insurance um, the insurance folks and what they were doing there. That's great. You actually had a house there, right? The IoT, famous IoT house. That's right. Uh, the the famous IoT house. And for those who haven't seen that, um, you know, it's a house that we've basically um, added various sensors. You know, it's it's a small house. It's a little, little doll house. I think crickets can kind of live in it, but. Um, <laughs> Crickets, you heard it yeah. here. We we enable the Internet of Things for crickets. That's right. Uh, but because it is serious insurance use cases, right? That's right. I mean, one of the scenarios that we're able to offer is being able to alert um, both the insurance company and the uh, homeowner when there's an incident happening at their house. For example, if there's um, unwanted or... Um, unwanted entry or if there's any type of flooding that might occur in the house, uh, they can quickly respond and react to it. That's cool. And then you guys actually already covered, I think, with a major, other major thing on Monday, Steve Lucas, of course, taking the stage. That's right. Steve, you know, he's, he's uh, always a great uh, show, has great showmanship, great presentation, um, talking about the things that are going on, including, you know, what Andreas had kind of mentioned in the last um, broadcast as well as they were really up on stage on a couple of treadmills um, showing how you can use uh, HCP and the Internet of Things to, um, to kind of help in, improve your own health. And I was impressed that he put out those numbers about how many customers we've got already, and I think maybe even an update on that. He said there were 90,000 uh, HANA Cloud Platform accounts, right? Um, 
but we actually just passed the 100,000 mark right. on that. That's well, right. So what that's number are we at now? Hundred, I don't know, six, hundred and six thousand. I could pull that up, and but it's more than a hundred thousand. So that's, that's a huge right. milestone, right? That's right, and that's a great big thanks to all of you listening here today and helping us evangelize and spread the message. So we really do appreciate and uh, recognize you for that. Critical mass. And then I know you guys talked a lot about Baron Leukert on uh, Tuesday. He did another amazing HCP show, right? That's right. Again, um, HC being um, omnipresent there as well. And unfortunately, I had to um, step away from that keynote f- uh, because I was preparing some other wonderful content for all of you at the, the showroom. Um, so well, Let's hear it. How many uh, folks got to see Mike? Uh, at the? You were at the pods, right? Yeah. Well, I was at the pods. I was at the IoT booth. Uh, I was also doing some Q&A sessions. So was it was like kind of a whirlwind. Was super crowded all the time? or It was. I mean, we had a constant stream of people stopping by the booths, which um, we enjoyed talking to you. Like I said, I mean, everybody was very engaged and excited about learning what um, HANA Cloud Platform is and what they can actually do with it, right? A lot of people coming from the traditional business world um, on-premise or whatnot, they were excited to really learn about what SAP was doing in the cloud space Mm -hmm. and uh, specifically what HANA Cloud Platform is doing to help them or to enable them to move towards the cloud. That's great. So most people were, were really engaged talking the whole time out there. That's right. I mean, in some of the sessions, there was just uh, standing room only. Um, and in some of our uh, classroom uh, sessions where you had to pre-register, I mean, we had to shut down the doors. And there was still, from what I understand, people trying to uh, knock the doors down to come in and, and join us for some of the hand-to-son portions. So it was really cool to see that. Excellent. And then I think the other thing, you guys uh, did your show on Wednesday morning, and the other huge thing that happened after that was, of course, the Demo Jam, right? That's right, the Demo Jam. I think, um, and Moya, maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, because I think you've been involved with uh, the Inno Jam that uh, takes place before TechEd itself, right? How many, do you recall how many hours they actually have to build these demonstrations or these uh, these? Was it 23, 32? I don't know the numbers. Yeah, I think it was something like 32 hours, right? So They were tired. Yeah, they They were were tired. (laughs) But you know what? I mean, they definitely didn't show that when they were up on stage. I mean, we... From what I... uh, I, If I recall correctly, they took the uh, the six top... uh, finishers to do a six-minute demonstration on stage, um, and basically the theme for this year was using HANA Cloud Platform um, and health uh, as as the uh, basis for their development. Yeah, that was really great. I got to see since we stream those things live. Um, I got to see all of all of those presenters, and each of those six. Uh, one of the most impressive things from an HCP standpoint is that each of the six finalists. Um, that were doing their demo jam used HANA Cloud Platform for their success. So just really great um, things that are possible when you can code for, it looks like, 36 hours um, just to create a new app. And those things were awesome. Of course, the winner being Smile, um, integrating the IoT and the Arduino board, um, and just doing real-time sensor monitoring to improve the lives of yeah. employees. I was so Smile impressed. was, uh, I guess, what was the name of the team? The team Keytree was the one who actually did Smile, and uh, Smile was an, uh, an acronym for Sensor Monitoring to Improve Lives of Employees. So, you know, for those of us who kind of uh, get glued to our desk at time, this is a uh, an application where it's meant to kind of uh, remind you of the health consequences that, you know, sitting too long or making sure that you're hydrated and uh, stay hydrated as you're uh, working at your desk. So it was something that 
could affect all of our lives. And, you know, just the, based on the technology and um, concepts that they've used in the solution, you know, it can have uh, implications towards other areas as well, you know. Absolutely. Uh, it was so impressive to see these folks. I mean, all six deserve recognition. Um, then another app called Health Me, which was a mobile app that monitors health um, and helps kids. Uh, that, uh, that was Kid Eats, another app that monitors what kids eat helps them eat healthy foods. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And this should be uh, near and dear to your heart as well because I, they kind of added a gamification feature to uh, this whole kids eats thing. Plus so, I have a kid, right? That's right. And We're you coming know, down off Halloween here in the States. So we have kids. I was home alone with all sorts of candy yesterday. It was kind of dangerous. <laughs> oh, yeah. Candy, well, not, yeah. Candy is not just dangerous for the kids, right? It's a... Uh, uh, for More us adults as well, right? Me. But I mean, it's a good point. I mean, this this is the interesting thing. I think um, you know, for those of us that, that have children, um, they're getting more and more acclimated uh, to using technologies younger and younger. I know is that, that my my daughter, who's twenty twenty one twenty, your daughter's twenty one years old. Uh, I she wish the time flies. Uh, I wish I'm, I'm wishing <laughs> that it's not twenty one years and only twenty one months. And she already knows how to use the hand gestures and whatnot on the phone. So. Um, if this, this uh, Kid Eats application comes out in any time soon, I'm sure we'll be an early adopter of it. We'll be able to use it. Uh, just the three more to shout out to that were on the stage for six minutes after coding for 36 hours. Um, the Metajam, remote sensing and communicating with your doctor about sleep patterns. That was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Do you have sleep issues? I, I know I have. Um... Me, I just don't sleep. <laughs> Patient right. cues, better planning for a better care. That was really neat. And then Med Amplifier, the last of the six, how to get the best medical support while traveling. All of these are super relevant use cases. And those of us um, who were online got to see them live. And what was it like in the crowd for oh, you, Mike? I tell you, the energy was just unbelievable. And I think for those who have made it out to Tech It and seen one of these demo jams, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, it's fueled by the interest and fueled by all the participants. And I think what's more amazing about that is just, you know, this is at the end of a very long day. So it's, you know, you kind of expect it to be a little bit um, uh, turned down and whatnot, but that wasn't the case at all. The energy was high, even uh, as Moya mentioned, these coders, uh, you know, writing for, you know, essentially three days straight. Um, there was a lot of energy, a lot of good um, vibes coming from that session for sure. And then if you were uh, still alive on Thursday, the, sh the show continued. I was impressed from the live sessions that I could catch on Thursday how much of a focus on the developer experience there was. Uh, we got to see a lot of focus on open source and Cloud Foundry and HCP in general. Um, Stormy Peters from Cloud Foundry uh, got up and uh, talked about, um, and she's the VP of Technical Evangelism at Cloud Foundry, talked about how much more open we are now as enterprises in general. Um, and then we had our, our very own Thomas Grossel talk about open source. And also that same day, uh, Matthias Steiner and Rui Nogira talked, got to talk um, with James Wood um, also about what's new for HCP and dwelling on YAS and IoT services and stuff like that. So it was busy the whole time. It was. I mean, and you developers certainly are... Uh, Techies certainly didn't disappoint as far as um, showing up and being ready to get hands-on. I mean, um, you know, as I mentioned, worked 
the uh, the IoT area or the the build area of the showroom floor, and um, I mean there are people who stopped by that were ready to get their hands dirty, getting on onto a laptop and working with some of the um, applications. And you know, at the end of the day, we were able to build over a thousand applications created. One thousand, really, yeah. over a thousand apps. Over a thousand apps, and it was pretty cool. We had this neat little uh, counter that we would use to register every time somebody was able to uh, complete an application on uh, on Hana Cloud platform. So just just in the span of a few minutes, walking up and using HCP, that's a huge testament to. So any other? That's so an amazing tech at all around. What are your parting thoughts? I would certainly do it again. I mean, it's a lot of uh, work and a lot of um, effort required to get this these uh, sessions prepared for you. But I mean, um, you know, just another testament to that is, you know, we had a really good reception on Thursday night as well with uh, Third Eye Blind being the entertainment. Um, it being uh, a late uh-huh. evening, we had another hands-on session starting at 8 o'clock on Friday. And even then, you know, you're expecting, okay, people aren't going to be showing up to this. And still, it was, it was packed. It was a good showing there. So we really appreciate all the support that we've been um, getting. That's great. Thanks to everyone who contributed and all of the people who were there um, getting involved. It was really neat to, to see all the buzz. And by the way, thank you, Moya, for supporting us remotely um, with uh, all the posts and the the wrap-ups and so forth. I think that was uh, really nice to see as well. Yeah, so, so yeah, keep your eyes peeled for next week. Um, and we start again in Barcelona. So That's thanks right. again, everyone. Um, great. So moving along, what have you got for us now, Mike? So now moving along, we're going to be talking about the Adaptive Server Enterprise, or ASE for short. Um, You heard us talk about this a few months ago, that um, it is now available as a database option on HANA Cloud Platform. And here we go. We go dive right into the interview. So a few months back, we announced the availability of SAP ASE available on the HANA Cloud Platform. And uh, we wanted to dive in a little bit deeper on this topic. And so today I have with me a very special guest. Um, and he's sitting right here next to me in this room. So um, I'll go ahead and let him introduce himself and talk about uh, his role uh, a little bit. Uh, thank you, Michael. Uh, my name is Ashok Swaminathan, and I am in the product management uh, team for SAP AC, and uh, I work out of the uh, Dublin office here in California. Yeah, sunny California, that's right. So he's here local. Um, and so, Ashok, thank you for joining us today. And For those who are not familiar with ASE, on HCP specifically, what is it? Uh, SAP ASE or SAP uh, Adaptive Server Enterprise uh, is a high-performance transactional database that supports mission-critical custom applications as well as SAP Business Suite. Uh, SAP ASE is a (coughs) cost-effective database solution that can handle a large number of transactions as well as concurrent users with uh, superior performance reliability and efficiency, and is used by customers worldwide, including many of our large customers in Wall Street. Thank you. So ASE itself is not exactly a new product, right? We just recently made it available on top of HCP, correct? That is correct. Okay. So if if I'm an HCP user, how can I take advantage of of ASE today? So ASE today is offered on the HANA Cloud platform as part of the database as a service. Uh, so as part of that, a variety of different T-shirt sizes are offered, and AC uh, is offered for both productive as well as non-productive use. Uh, additionally, uh, those customers that are using the user-based packages uh, as part of the application services on the HANA Cloud platform, uh, they will be able to use AC 
for their persistence. Oh, terrific. So it's another persistence uh, option that's available through the HANA Cloud platform, right? Um, and how exactly is it, you know, how exactly is it that the customer or the user can get their hands on it? What are the essential configurations? You kind of alluded to it with talking about t-shirt sizes. Can you talk a little bit more about that? You know, um, you know how do I decide what I need and when uh, I, need, I can use it and stuff like that? So customers that want to um, deploy AAC um, and, and use AAC, for them, uh, we offer AAC on the HANA Cloud Platform as part of the database as a service offering. Uh, there, there are five different t-shirt sizes that we offer. These t-shirt sizes vary uh, from single core all the way up to 16 cores, and a customer may pick um, depending on the kind of workload that they would like to run. Uh, secondly, uh, for each of the t-shirt sizes, we offer them for productive use as well as for non-productive use. So if you're looking for a development and test, in that case, they would opt for a non-productive use uh, and they can get their applications up and running without having to worry about the infrastructure. Uh, and specifically on the HANA Cloud Platform, we offer AAC version 15.7 uh, and that's available um, uh, on the HANA Cloud Platform. Uh, in terms of the license, we offer uh, the AAC Platform Edition uh, on the HANA Cloud Platform and there we support essentially the encryption as well as the data compression option uh, out of the gate. So essentially there's a segmentation or uh, an option available to fit whatever type of need that a developer might encounter, whether it's in the development phases or if they're going to production with this system. So that is correct. Okay. So we had mentioned that this is a product that has been available in the market for a while on the on-premise, and obviously we've now made it available um, on HANA Cloud Platform. Can you talk a little bit about the differences between these two versions? Are there any, or um, what the customer might expect if they are an existing um, on-prem user? Sure. So um, today the product that is offered in the HANA Cloud Platform is exactly the same product that is offered on-premise. Um, we offer a variety of different versions of AC that are there in the market today, all the way from 15.7 to AC 16, uh, AC 16 SPO1 and, uh, and now SPO2. On the HANA Cloud platform, we offer uh, AC 15.7 that very large number of customers today uh, are running many of their on-premise applications on. Uh, the version of AC that is offered, uh, namely the 15.7, is offered as the AC platform edition. The platform edition essentially uh, bundles a variety of different uh, key AAC options as part of that, uh, namely the security and directory services, the partition option, the encryption and the compression option. And on the HANA Cloud platform, today currently uh, we support the encryption as well as the compression option. So essentially what you've done is you've kind of bundled all the offerings that were available as different a la carte options um, for your on-premise customers and made it uh, very simple for the um, HANA Cloud Platform user, right? That is correct. Well, so from the HANA Cloud Platform, we, we do appreciate you simplifying that option for us. And, uh, and furthermore, uh, you know, one of the things that we like to do and to reward our listeners on the podcast is uh, through these interviews, we want to give them some, uh, I, I wouldn't say secret, but some insight into perhaps what uh, users of ASC might be uh, able to expect in the near, near future. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. So today on the HANA Cloud Platform, a database as a service, we are offering ASC uh, uh, 15.7. Uh, so going forward, we plan to offer AAC 16 SPO2, which is the latest release of AAC, 
And in addition, we want to be able to provide HADR support along with some replication services and also uh, make, make some of the new exciting features that are there in the SPO2 release available for the HANA Cloud Platform Database as a Service uh, customers. Uh, and then going forward, uh, we are looking at interoperability with Cloud Foundry as well as support for some of the open source components like MongoDB and Redis. So folks, you heard it here first. Expect to uh, look at the features that are available in 16SPO2 available in the near future for ASE. So Ashok, thank you for that uh, little bit of insider information. Um, one of the questions that I'm sure is bound to come up is, you know, when we talk about database, um, people always uh, talk mainly in terms of HANA and, and so forth, and now ASE being another uh, choice that's available there. Can you perhaps talk a little bit between, uh, you know, about the difference between the two or how they work together or, um, you know, when a user might choose one over the other? Um, maybe you can talk a little bit more sure. about that. Uh, I think both uh, AAC as well as HANA, they work, um, they work together uh, and, uh, it, you know, it enables customers to be able to share data between both the servers. So, for example, uh, AC customers can do some of the analytics in HANA and then consume the output of the analytics with an AC as if the table is local to the AC application. Uh, so AC applications that want to uh, you know, take advantage of analytics in HANA can now write more sophisticated transactional applications that benefit from the analytical processing capability in HANA. Uh, and that application can run as if it is local with an AC, but accessing the results from HANA uh, from within AC. Uh, on the other side, from HANA, you can build new applications uh, on HANA that consume AC data uh, by creating virtual tables in HANA, uh, and these virtual tables essentially refer to the physical tables in AC. So uh, HANA applications can now be built uh, without necessarily having to move the data from AC into HANA. So these are some ways that uh, AC customers can benefit from some of the analytical capabilities in HANA, and uh, vice versa, uh, HANA applications can be developed consuming AC data without necessarily having to physically move it into HANA. So if I understand you correctly, they can certainly work together, um, and as far as which one customer might choose to start working with, it doesn't matter if they start with AAC or with HANA, it's, uh, it's a product that can work in conjunction together, and depending upon the customer's use cases, what will help them determine which uh, database they would start off with or whatnot, right? That would be correct. Ashok, thank you for your time, and I appreciate the, all the insider information. If, uh, if the, our listeners here want to go and learn more about ASE, where would they go? Uh, we would essentially you know, point them to sap.com uh, slash uh, ASE. So there you would find more information on use cases and product documentation um, and, uh, and, uh, and all different uh, relevant materials uh, that would help them understand more about the product. That's great. Well, Ashok, thank you so much for your time. I know that uh, everybody's a little bit busy ahead of the uh, busy schedule here, so we really do appreciate your time and joining us with us today. And uh, we hope to have you in future episodes as uh, exciting uh, news, uh, more exciting news comes out uh, on the ASE front. Thank you, Michael. Look forward to that. All right. Thank you so much, Mike and Ashok, for that dive into ASE. And to close our episode today, uh, let's take a peek at what's going on around the corner so things don't start and end with Tech at Las Vegas. Life goes on. We have just next week 
Um, oh, actually, right now, going on in uh, Helsinki, Finland, there's an ultra hack. You can find out about Hana Cloud Platform uh, going on there. Um, next week, of course, is SAP Tech Ed Barcelona from November 10 to November 12. Um, also next week, here in Palo Alto, we're going to have, uh, I think we're calling it an HCP meetup uh, yeah. with uh, Emily Mui and the folks from... Um, product marketing. We're going to have a lot of fun. I think wine may be involved. Um, oh, at Hana adult House. beverages. Maybe. And then uh, following that, uh, the following week, we're going to be in Sofia, Bulgaria, debugging and profiling cloud apps. You can talk to our friend Vladimir Pavlov about that. Um, and you can keep in touch with all of these events and more via SAP HCP on Twitter. And don't forget to send your comments and questions to H- hashtag HCP podcast. Keep a watch for us there. And this has been episode 16 of the SAP HANA Cloud Platform Podcast, November 6, 2015. Stay tuned for the next episode on November 20, 2015. Thank you so much for joining us. We, we love hearing from you, so don't forget to tag us. Yet. Keep in touch. Thanks a lot, Mike. See you out there. The SAP HANA Cloud Platform Podcast is powered by OpenSAP. OpenSAP is SAP's innovative learning platform and a thought leader for enterprise massive open online courses. It provides you with an engaging and effective learning experience through gamification and by connecting you with other learners and SAP experts. OpenSAP courses are free of charge and are offered in English. Enroll today to one of our OpenSAP courses on open.sap.com.